Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Kaepernick, a.k.a. Diddy Escobar, a.k.a. It's Thanksgiving weekend and I'm eating way too much food. And to my left, my co-host as always. Did you know that 4.4 out of a thousand hundred, or a thousand hundred, a hundred thousand women die at the hands of domestic violence? Men ain't shit. Hey, niggas, it's Stephanie. And we also have Gil in the background helping us make sure we sound sound good as usual. So, salute to Gil. All right. How was your birthday weekend? Did we go there? Oh, okay. I got stories. Bear with me. Steph also has lost her voice and gained it back in the last 48 hours. Not really. I mean, like, you could tell it's, like, not completely here. Um... What did I do? Okay. Thursday was my actual birthday. I didn't do anything. Also, I'd like to state that one of the guys I dated texted me on my birthday, said, what are you doing? I said, at work. And then they never said happy birthday. And this made me come to a realization. I literally have the most planned, perfectly planned, timed birthday ever because it's like right in the middle of cuffing season where you're ready to like get rid of your team and you want to settle with like one for the winter time. Mm-hmm. And my birthday makes it easy. So, like, depending on what you do and, like, what happens around my birthday surrounding you is whether or not you make it through the rest of cuffing season with me. And I would like you all to know that I have cut off all my boyfriends. So, your girl's out here real manless, real happy. Anyways, Friday, went to dinner, then went to a black-owned party. I fucking hated it. I hated the party. I hated all the drama that was surrounding the, my birthday. What and drama was surrounding your birthday? I ain't even getting into it. Just know that I was fucking dumb. And I had the final straw when somebody spilled the entirety of my drink down the front of my dress. I literally dropped my cup and whatever was left just spilled all over that person because I was that pissed off. And I just stormed away. I was over it. And the party was done. When you say the party, like I, wasn't, I wasn't there. When you say the- It was done. It was like, it was, like, okay. Here's the thing. They have, like, two sets of people. There's, like, the people who support them. Never mind. I'm going to just leave it alone. Just. It's real hood, and I'm just not into it. Yeah, I just can't do that hood shit no more. Yeah, okay. It was real hood. I mean, but we knew, listen, and mind you, like, I, I, I got love and support for the people behind the product, behind, behind the brand. But any party that... They the starting price is thirty dollars. Ain't the party I need to be at because I'm, the niggas who are going to be okay with paying that and more. It'd be the hood niggas first. Exactly, it'd be the niggas who just who got disposable cash, burning a hole in their pocket. They don't know anything to do with it because no, it's not made by illegal means. They don't have disposable cash. They just don't. They don't care about being fiscally responsible. Two sides to this, just because two sides they consider it disposable. Is that fair? They consider it disposable cash. I guess so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they consider it disposable. These are also the same niggas that like pay for everything in cash. <clears throat> you can take 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 certain type of nigga to make, uh, fucking Wendy's get a four for four. They pull out a hundred dollar bill. I'm like, why? Anyways, so some guy in the party hit on me. He was cute or whatever, but then like. 
he hit on me and the next day I was telling my friends and my friend just like kindly sent me his Instagram and the first picture that popped up on his Instagram was him and his girlfriend and said, happy birthday, babe, two down, a lifetime to go. And I said, wow, story of my life, actually. So that was funny. Um, ran into this guy I used to date. That's that on that. Saturday went bowling. That's when I, like, Saturday, like, I woke up Saturday. That's when I really started to lose my voice. And then I kept drinking, so it didn't help. And I'm dehydrated. Like, right now, I'm so dehydrated. Sunday, I launched my other podcast with Natalie. And it's super cool. It's like every other podcast type deal. Which I don't know. I guess I didn't talk about it with anyone. But I was kind of surprised when everybody, like, hit me up afterwards. and was like, you ain't tell nobody. And I was like, but I feel like I did post it. And it was one of those you either caught it or you didn't. Now, it was one of those things where it, you definitely try to Beyonce, Beyonce the shit out. It wasn't a Beyonce thing because the first one was really like for family and friends, like kind of get an idea of what we're doing, and then they kind of just was like, all right. And now, like, there's a whole bunch of like, maybe like 22 people showed up on Sunday. We have already have like a confirmed near 50 people showing up for the next one, so it's pretty exciting. Um, this one we had like a discussion about religion and everything. Natalie and I are like planning the next one. It's just like it's it's completely opposite of this show. That one's more like niggas be talking about crystals, basically over there. It's cool. Um, Sunday night I went to the day party, to which Calvin and I got some exciting news at that one. You want, you want to share? This is your story. This is your birthday weekend. We're Carrie Cap. I'm letting you share. Calvin and I will be doing a live show at the next Sunday day party at Octave. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah. Octave. 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 One, of the, one of the two. So um, those usually start at three. Three. And we will be. Probably doing it like three to whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, some more details on that to come, um, working with Steven and HD on kind of how that all looks. Um, but when, but when we have solidified a date in details and, um, everything of that nature, we will definitely share more of that. Um, I did, I I did want to do another live show, you know, the first live discussion was a podcast launch and that was a year ago next month. And so, definitely wanted to. That'd be a nice way to commemorate doing this for a year. Yeah. Um, Look the club up. And then you went to Travis Scott yesterday, didn't you? (sighs) (coughs) And she coughs up a lung. Yeah. So to close out my birthday, someone took me to the Travis Scott concert. It was super fun. Um, It was funny. The guy went to go get us some drinks and he had to use the restroom so i was just like sitting there on my phone by myself and somebody from check west's camp i don't know who the hell this man is but he came up to me and he was like are you by yourself and i was like nah he's just not here right now and he was like oh all right never mind man and i was like no but mind you like i had like almost no voice yesterday so i'm like no come back please and he was like what's up and i was like it's my birthday he was like, all right, here's a backstage pass for you. So he gave me a backstage pass. And then the guy who I came with, he, like, came back. 
And I was like, I got a backstage pass, but they weren't giving me two because you're not a girl. And he was like, well, go enjoy the concert. Like, if you can get backstage, will you? Like, whatever, I'll be here when you get back. So I watched the concert from the backstage. It's pretty cool. And then I got invited to, like, the after show, but because I was with old boy, I was like, no, that'll be rude. Even though it was, like, strange because the guy was like, go. Why not? Like, you know where the Airbnb is. Just come back when you're done. And I was like. That scene, cause I, cause, because I know who you went with, that that fits his narrative. They're, that type of person is very just laissez-faire about a lot of shit. Listen, while we're on the topic, white people need to learn how to say excuse me. They've needed to learn how to say excuse me since white people became a thing 400, 500, however many thousands of years ago. So we're walking to our seats. It's black girls, and it's a black couple. The girl's, like, trying to get her picture. Right. I understand. For the gram. Right. Because I got a picture for the gram, too. And her boyfriend taking a picture, he just walks right through. Like, you literally could tell, like, there was a picture. And I was like, white people really have no concept of their surroundings. Like, it, I was, like, shocked. I literally leaned. I was like, he white. I am so sorry. Girl, your picture's cute. I am so sorry. Excuse us. You know, he said it. And I don't know. That, like... But no, no, no. You and everybody else can shut your mouth. I said what I said. It doesn't make sense. I said what I said. Just because you said it doesn't mean it's a, a Y'all thing. get on my nerves, actually. <laughs> because... Can we not? Because you're going to get on my nerves, and everybody else pertaining to this particular subject has gotten on my nerves already today. So I would rather not on that situation. I said what I said. I d- I just want the audience to hear what you said so they can understand why. Also, another thing, he called me intimidating, and I would like to, I remember, I, like, maybe last week's episode, or maybe the yeah, episode it was, was... It was, either, it was, I think it was last week's. <sighs> Anyways. Correct us if we're wrong, audience. I don't I'd remember. Be, yeah. I'm not fucking intimidated. You guys, I'm not intimidating. You all are intimidated. That has nothing to do with me and everything to do with you. And I want people to recognize that, like... Don't fucking call me intimidating. And you know, he had the nerve to say to me, he was like, and he's not, I think I'm more irritated with this because he's not the only person who I've dated recently that has said this. And they're like, you just, I'm, the like, the premise is them being like, I'll use his words because I can remember his off the top of my head, but this is like, I've gotten the same statement about four times over now where they're like, I'm used to dating somebody who needs me. First of all, why do you want a partner who needs you? Like, there's a difference between, like, needing somebody and wanting somebody. Don't know about anybody else. I would want a partner who wants me, doesn't need me. That sounds dependent. We don't do dependency when it comes to partners around here. I'm not going. And he was just like, it's just weird. It's just weird. And he was, like, nagging. He was also drunk, and it was 3 in the morning. So I was VV irritated. You already didn't say excuse me to the nice little black people that were just trying to take their picture. And then on top of that, you're nagging me at 3 in the morning about me not being a needy person. And then I get very upset when I tell somebody something, and then they do exactly the opposite of that. I literally told him, I was like, listen... I'm not the most affectionate person, and personal touch makes me physically uncomfortable. Because I used to just, like, you know me. I just be out. <laughs> I'll do that cuddle shit. I be out. But I'm trying to really work on using my words with people. I literally vocalized to him because he, like, like he'll rub my back. It really, like, I don't do that PDA shit, bro. I don't. 
I don't do that shit. But he like he was touching me while we were in public, and it just makes me physically uncomfortable. So we got back to the Airbnb, and we're just like chilling, drinking, hanging. And I was like, he was like, oh, you're just hard to read, da da da. And I'm literally like, ask me anything. And he's like, I don't know, I don't know, Josh. You da da da. I'm like, okay. But anyways, and so then I was like, you know, he like rubbed me or something, and I was like, yeah. So that whole like affection thing, like not affection. I like affection in different means, but when it comes down to like just touching me unnecessarily. What, what, what do you mean by different means? Like I can be affectionate in like a a verbiage way. Verbal like words of affirmation. Yeah. Okay. I could do that. The whole like just unnecessarily like sit there and rub up on you. Okay. I'm not. That's not your girl. It's just I'm not that person. So I literally told him I was like honestly like. Just you just rubbing me for the sense of, like, putting your hands on me. Because you just want to, like, touch me. That makes me physically uncomfortable. With anybody. Anybody. I'm not. I'm not in a mm-mm, mm-mm, physical touch. Listen, it's like gift giving is at the very bottom of my love languages. Physical touch is right above it. That's just not your girl. Don't touch me. Personal space. I like my bubble. Don't. Anyways, I literally said this to him. Don't you know right after he just rubbed me and was like, well, we're going to break you out the house. I literally, <laughs> I said, <laughs> I literally took his hand and took it off of me. And I said, I literally just told you said, that makes me like, oh, physically. That's cute. That's cute or whatever. But <laughs> I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I expressed to you something makes me uncomfortable. And instead of taking heed to what I said, you literally do the opposite. Talking more about something. We going to break you out of that. I don't need you to break me out of shit. I need you to respect my boundaries. I'm telling you that makes me physically uncomfortable. Don't just touch me because you think it's okay to touch me. No. So. In case you all are wondering. Oh, then don't you know this morning, <laughs> I'm driving to get breakfast. and I'm breakfast s- is most, the most important meal of the day. Listen, we're driving to get breakfast this morning. He's like kind of an erratic driver, which you know how they say like if you go on a road trip with somebody that like, that'll really tell you everything you need to know. I thought, I see, see, I didn't. I believe I, I, it. I didn't hear that. That's how after me, yeah. I, I heard, I heard, like you got to experience every emotion in them. I ain't, I ain't know. Like, Go on a road trip, you will, mm. especially if you let them drive. <laughs> oh, we go. I got. Go, go, no, go keep going no. on your story, but no. So this morning we're trying to find this restaurant. He's getting frustrated because he can't find it. Which the way the streets are set up in Louisville is, I can. It's easy to get lost. On oh, no, a Louisville, the city don't make no damn sense. It's real easy to get lost real quick unless you know where you're going. So he's getting frustrated. I'm not visited in Louisville. Just know I cared about you because that city don't make a damn bit of sense. You sure don't. Yeah, it goes double for me. <laughs> Speak of the devil. I'll be there, hello. Bruh, just be, just be driving like, what the fuck is this? Oh, backwards ass city. <laughs> Did you know if you if you if a message comes up on your on your screen and you press clear and marks it red? Yep. Did not know. And that just pissed me off. Anyway. Yeah, that's what, yeah, like that's because that's why I like I just look at it and just leave it alone. <laughs> like if you mark it clear, like 
it <laughs> marks it as red. Yeah, that just you, pissed me off. Y'all know that if you're typing and you're trying to like locate, move, mm-hmm. the person, you, and you, you press just press the space. 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 There's so I, much I was here. I was two wow. weeks ago old. Guys, <laughs> but guys, so this morning we're trying to find this breakfast place, right? And he's like driving like a maniac through this parking lot because he's getting frustrated that GPS is making him irritated. He almost runs over this man and his dog. The man looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm looking at him like, what the fuck are you you doing? Don't you know this man has the nerve to put down his window and cuss out the man that he almost hit with the car? I said, you know what? Listen, if you're going to double down, just double down. I I low-key fuck with that. Like, if you're already there, just double down. You got to commit. commit. (laughs) But I'm sitting there, I was like... Like, like oh. it's not right. But he should, he should have like not did it in the first place. But if you go commit, you can't just half ass the shit. I've seen this action too many times. <laughs> like, yeah, like I know I'm wrong, but I'm already in too deep. Oh, <laughs> fucking no! And him and I have had like conversations like about because I've been working really hard on being a communicative person. So him and I have had like open conversations about the expectations of like what we are in our. We've, like, both said, like, just casually dating. Mm-hmm. He still wants to move upon graduating law school. And I'm like, all right, like, that's totally fine. I could have told you you wouldn't worked well with, like, a nigga still in law school. I could have told you that. but He's not the first guy I've dated in law school. My point still stands. <laughs> I dated that guy for a whole year. I made it through him passing the bar exam. I'm a trooper, honestly. I deserve medals. Anyways, <laughs> you deserve the medals that are gold foil. Hey, talk about that. That guy though, my that ex, he he sent me like a really nice amount of money for my birthday. I was supposed to go visit him over the weekend, but then I have the podcast, so then I told him I couldn't come. So then he sent me money for my birthday. Shout out to you. I'm just thinking of it as like I asked you to do. I asked you to come. You was like, nah, I got to do this, and then I'm like, okay, here's. Hey, shout out to you though. So salute to you. Yeah. I'm not gonna hate on your. I'm not gonna hate on your blessings. I'm, I'm to not. That back right now. I'm not gonna. Like you know what? Because we talked about blocking your. Ble- I'm not gonna block your oh, blessings. Oh, the guy out. who gave me the backstage pass. I don't know what he does for Checklist, but he does something. But anyways, he invited me to the Cleveland show, so I'm gonna go to the Cleveland show now too. You gonna end? Never mind. You gonna end up dating Checklist manager? That's, that's work smarter, not harder. Work smarter, not harder. Meanwhile, on a date to a concert and got. Tickets to you, you, you not shit, but like, <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get you not shit because, like, it, it, it wasn't like I lied, I did not even lie about it. I told him, I was like, No, after this, I'm so done with him after this weekend. The so, him and I have had like an open conversation. The dude with the dog, whether the white dude or a black dude with a dog, he almost ran over a white man with the dog, so it would have been white on white on crime. But listen, guys, so we've had like an open conversation. Him and I are like, at least I thought we were on the same page that this is just casual, whatevs, you know? He, we were at breakfast this morning and he said, Oh, my dad wants to know. And my dad like brought up, like, When am I going to meet this girl that I, you've been dating for a couple of months? And he was like, Never, nigga. <laughs> and I'm thinking in the back of my head, Yo, daddy, that voted for Trump? She about he about to try that. Never mind. I'm not. I'm not gonna be about reckless. Let's be honest. Longevity wise, like it's not gonna work because I told you that as soon as you tell me your dad voted for Trump, he's a racist and he's not having my grandkids. You want children? And I realize him and I are like fundamentally like totally different. I don't want to like 
marriage is like not my end all be all having kids at this point I'm like that's not really my thing you need a girl who's like super needy and needs to be like all about your life I'm more like a we have like two full lives and then come together and like merge them but you like you also don't think he's sexually attractive I don't like, okay so mm-mm. see that was the point but, no so. but here's the thing I legit walked into like yesterday very open minded and I was like well you know like he wouldn't be the first guy that I've dated where I'm like attracted to you but not initially sexually attracted to you but as long as we have like a connection like I've like I've been able to get there was he funny He's funny. Yeah. He's really, like, he has really great stories. He's, like, a really great time. Like, he's nice to be around. Like, like he's, he sounds like he, like, he sound like he one of those, like, because uh, I understand, like, because I've been one of those where you got to, like, convince, you got to, like, low-key Jedi mind tricker because, like, you're not a conventionally attractive, but, like, you just, you just a great personality. And she's I, just like, oh, okay. I, I feel too it. have been the funny nigga. Like, <laughs> listen, the funny nigga will laugh you right out your panties if you keep playing. He's, no, he's, like, funny. He's a really great time. He has great stories. He's really round, well-rounded. He's, like, a liberal himself. So, as far as, like, big picture he's like very much so a guy i'm attracted to and i have a good time with him but as far as like no it's not his face like no i think i'm just upset because like i was having this conversation like multiple times today and everybody's like like not even just on twitter like in text and i'm just like frustrated because like you're trying to tell people like i find him attractive but like sexually it's just you know make me go jump yeah. Uh, maybe, okay, for me, I'm not saying that's not r- a real thing. Uh, help me understand the difference so I can be on your side. I feel like I know what you're talking about. I, I don't. Will you explain it? Because she tired of, she tired of using words about this situation. It's, it's, it's kind of like if somebody, well, I don't know. I'm trying to like liken it to like somebody who. Yeah, like help me understand. to give a comparison, like be like, oh, well, uh, would you, would you hit or would you or not? It'd be like, oh, well, yeah. uh, like. Yeah, like try to like. Okay. I'm trying to frame it in that way. Okay, like, so, so yeah, I would if it wasn't if it wasn't okay. no work. Okay, okay, okay. So it's like, so, so attractive and not sexually attractive is like, like, like it's kind of like it's, 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 it's not like that I, your face it's like if I'm in the like, mood I'll do it, but otherwise okay. like you're not you're not gonna looking at you is not, not gonna be look, like, look, you would never be a hookup. Oh, okay. does that make it make sense? Yeah, okay, better. like like that's, I could like I could fuck around and like you, but it'll never be a one night stand. I'll pick you out the bar. Right. Okay. Yeah. Or like you You're know cute. how like you have okay. like, <laughs> you know what's crazy is like this guy I hit on him, so it wasn't like like I approached him. Okay. I got his number, so it's okay. not like I'm not attracted. Like clearly, me. I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to I'm tr- I'm honestly I'm, I'm trying to have open mind and understand what you mean by that and that's why i'm like asking for help so i can like see your side of it because like the premise of it didn't make a damn bit of sense to me. i guess i just haven't been explaining but i'm like it... and, and I'm, I'm i'm hearing you and so like from what you're saying it sounds like and again correct me if i misread it mm-hmm. um, it sounds like it's one of those things where it's like like kind of how we talked about like the funny guy like that per that it's that person that kind of like you, you have over. that initial attraction and like the first day was cool and I, th- I don't know, like, initially I was very attractive, but I feel like the more I hang out with them, the more I'm, like, kind of less attractive. Oh, oh, that happens all the time. That, that, like, there's been people in my life, women in my life that, like, have gotten less cute to me, the more I've hung around them. And yeah. because of, like, either, I get that, like, because of how they move or what you start noticing shit you didn't notice the first time or, like, 
just different things. I can see that. I don't know. And I think, like, also being a woman, like, people will be like, oh, well, they did X, Y, and Z for you, so wouldn't you just, like, want to be with them? I'm like, no. People do nice shit every day, B. Yeah, people do do nice shit. It's just... Yeah, I'm not and kidding. I just I I strongly believe like not everybody you date is going to be somebody you you're in a relationship with. Like sometimes you just experience people for a amount of time. And I guess like my friends are arguing when they're like, okay, but when's the last time you date somebody you got a connection out of? And said, maybe like every once in a while you just go through an extended period of time where you just don't ain't none of them the ones. We call those interviews. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going on a lot of hot boy, hot boy. Going on a lot of interviews lately. I, I was kind of thinking it as you were speaking, and I guess that like you summed it up pretty well. Like I think um, that is somebody you could say, "Oh, well, not today." Like you ever had some bomb dot com, and you was always down when they was down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, and you there's know there's certain people like they hit y'all phone like, hey, what you doing? It's, nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, hey, I could be busy as fuck. I'm oh, shaking and nothing. Baking, like. <laughs> uh, what you what's up? What's up? And other people that you'll be like, oh, I'm busy today, and then like, hey, how about I got it? Those, cool. Yes. Cool. Got it. Yeah. So. We just kind of took a hot. We just no, it's cool. Just, it's I was, cool. I was, I was gonna get it. I wasn't leaving it alone. Yeah, but we. I, I just realized that. But, yeah, so any of, like, the small amount of traction I did have left after this weekend. And then, like, he got mad at me because I was, like, we were, we got on the topic with everything that's been happening as far as, like, women and stuff. And I, I made, like, the general statement. I was, like, men, ooh, my ears are still ringing from last night. But I was saying, like, I don't know, we were talking about the, the Chicago hospital mm-hmm. shooting. And I was, like, wow, men are so fucking terrible. Okay, general statement. And I was like, first of all, I don't know who you're increasing your tone with. You need to bring it back on down, sir. And if you know it's not about you, what are you so upset about? <laughs> we've had this. I'm not going to rehash this. Because we've, we've had this discussion m- multiple times. But the fact that I was like, I don't know who the hell you're yelling at. See, the more it's just I understand that, like, Everybody ain't meant to be with everybody, cause like I could I could only imagine how like if someone said those exact words to me how I'd react probably wouldn't be very very like. I think I'm so used like every guy a day I could say that and most of the time they either start like a conversation with me like why would you say that or they'll be like you know you're talking about me, but I like very often go on dates and I'll be like niggas ain't shit bro. Actually, almost all my days, like, I end up getting in, like, a... Is this a discussion piece or is it, like, a test? No, it's not a discussion piece or a test. It's just, usually it's, like, something we have a conversation about. And, like, you know, I give commentary. I'll just be like, niggas ain't shit. I'll be like, ooh, men really aren't that great. And then they'll be like, like, whatever from there. And I was just like, if it's not, you know if it's about you. I I just realized there's... You know, I the the takeaway from this dating this date story thing, not the, the story from this thing with this person mm-hmm. is I need like a very kinda I need more like an alpha man. You need a I, You I, have, like I have a strong personality, so I need you to have a strong personality as well. And see I was so so I was in a conversation <coughs> I was in a conversation with 
Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, can we put auto-tune on Steph's voice this week? <laughs> Every time I go off. Have her channel like T-Pain. Um, um, but, like, I was talking with somebody yesterday, and she was like, I don't think we're going to get along. I was like, why not? She was like, you have a strong personality, and I have a strong personality. I'm like, that's not going to change. Because you're not going Because in my mind, I'm like, you're not going to talk to me like any like some of these other niggas that you just, I guess, talk to and just, no. See, how, I wouldn't even, I lose no, respect. I I, I no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I need an alpha man because if you allow me to just, like, talk to you any type of talk crazy to you, like, I will lose respect for you. And I wouldn't even want to be with you. because. But also at the same time, like, I'm not going to just be disrespectful, be disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like, sort of, because it, it, it sounds sound like one of those things where it's like, it's not an in, intentional test where I'm like, let me see what I can get away with. Like, I'm saying. not about to, like, call you a bitch or whatever, but, like, if we're having, like, a discussion about, like, gender issues or whatever, the same way we do on this podcast, and you can't, like, hold yourself in that debate or conversation, I'm going to lose respect for you. Because it's, like, the way he was about it. Mm, okay. And I look at it like, I look at it like this. It's, like, one of those things where... Yeah, like I like it was my mind. I'm like, you're not gonna, you probably, you're not gonna talk to me before you probably talk to some of these other niggas that you don't fucked with in your life. It's not how this gonna, that's not how this is gonna work. Like, and everyone who listens to this know, like, I'm real good if I feel like you saying some slick shit to say some slick shit back. We can just get, we can just leave it there. We can make a, we can make it a thing. Um, but in general, as like as one of those things where I think the, I think the strong personalities actually end up needing to be with each other in the end, because we're talking about we're talking about people like I feel like the strong personalities get bored if if you're dealing with somebody who also isn't a strong personality. There's a reason that the little babies who don't listen always end up with other little babies who don't listen because like after a certain while, it's like playing a game on rookie mode. It's like okay, I need to. No, I do know some girls who have strong personalities and they like. They like bitching around. I mean, I'm not about that life. I don't need a man that's gonna let me bitch him around. And and for those and for those women, there's there's a type of man that fits for them. I mean, there there are beta males out there who can just take that, be okay with that, and live their best life. I I ain't ever gonna be one of them niggas. There's this one yeah, couple. like, like there's, there, there's there's a Norbeth out there. There's some people out there who just like that's best what they do. And you know what? Like if it works for them. It works for them. It works for them. There's this one Angle couple here. I used to like, <laughs> like view their relationship and like their dyna- dynamic is so like they from the outside it looks like they live very independent lives outside each other like mm-hmm. they do with one. And I used to like be like, damn, like I don't understand that shit. But like the older I get, the more I learn about myself and like what I actually want. Yeah. I like that's something I admire more because I'm like that's I if I were going to be in a relationship again. And I realize I haven't been committed to somebody in five years, but at least I know I've dated enough to know what I do and don't want. Mm-hmm. And sure, like, I've dated more guys and found out what I don't, but I would rather continue to find out what I don't and end those situations where mm-hmm. they end than to just be with somebody for the sake of being with them. Yeah, because at this point, like, um, and I think that's, that's what we agree. It's like, as far as, like, I'm never going to advocate someone to, for, to settle for some shit they don't want. It's, uh, like, as far as, like, if you are not satisfied. Yeah. Um, and, like, all of my situationships, that's why they're called situationships, because I don't, I know I don't want to be, like, restrained, or I don't want, like, that commitment, so I'm not going to force that commitment on other people. That's where me and some of these other men differ. It's like, they want, it's like, you're my girl, but I'm single. No, 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 no. Because I don't want you to think that you're my girlfriend, because I don't want that responsibility of being your man. 
So that's our, real. our time together is our time together. Our time apart is our time apart. Because like I, I tried to spend a whole weekend with somebody, and by the and by like the end of that weekend, by the, we were like it almost felt like we were hiding from each other. And she and she was in my house because it was like I would just go to sleep or like I would you know. Literally, me this morning, I spent, like, two hours in the bathroom this morning just because like, I was, like... I don't want to... Like, it was one of those things where it's, like... And, you know, the, the head hype of, like, oh, my God, like, we get to spend this time together turned, like, wore off really, like, quickly. And I'm just, like... I like I, I feel, like, trapped almost in, like, a, my own house. And it was, like, this is not how this is going to work. Like, shout out to the homie. <laughs> he has a 36-hour rule. <laughs> He's, he cannot spend more than 36 hours straight with any, like, female woman, like, that he, like, I guess, like, you know, is spending time with, like, or, like, comes into the city or anything like that. Because, like, at, after a certain amount of time, it's, like, for me, I'm not, I just, I have never been used to someone being up under me for that extended period of time, like, and I thought that like I, I could do it this I could do it this time around. No, I support that rule. You know what I'm saying? But and I under I un, at first at first I was like, damn nigga, you fucking heartless. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And but then like going through it, like I understood exactly what he meant by that shit. And I'm just like, bro, like it was great for the first like maybe 36 to 48 hours, and then it got to like that third day. I'm just like. <laughs> like, like on some beats, like baby girl, <laughs> like you're my space. <laughs> like it's nothing that you did, but like, why isn't your why is your flight not today? <laughs> like it was just it was bad. And, but I understood it. Now I understood, and it was one of those things where we kind of like, because she was feeling the same way, but we both didn't want the other person to feel bad, so we just kind of shut the fuck up, which was terrible. And so then when. You know, I was like, hey, make, let me know when you get back home safely. Like, like flight land, all of that shit. We kind of had that whole discussion as far as, like, because I didn't even know I was giving off the vibes that I was giving off. And she told me. She was like, I, I read but this. But isn't from- that crazy how, like, we could literally be in the same space as somebody? Like, when do you have more opportunity to have a very open, communicative? And, and won't, I won't and say a damn thing. thing. But then like we'll the- go immediately home and, and have, like, a cold-ass, <laughs> real-ass conversation for, like, fucking technology over the shit you could have just said but it's literally like for him to be like i don't know you make me feel away and i'm literally like okay like well let's let's chat it out and then you literally are just like oh no i mean i think that's part of it fuck um you know how like it's because technology has become the training rules, training wheels of communication. That's why I, I mean, I do not hold long conversations with text with men. I'm not going. If you need, if anything takes more than three sentences via text, we need to have that per- long conversation in person. And I tell niggas that all the time. Like, I'm not going. Only reason I do that is because sometimes, like, I do be in, like, them long-distance relationships. And so, like... And That's the only time it's acceptable. Yeah, I'll be doing... Like, where I can't... You just can't pull up on me. But, like, for the vote, for those who, if like... we live in the same city, I'm not going. I'll pull up. Like, no, like, like, even if we, like, set up, like, we set up, like, our first date, I'll immediately, like, cut the conversation real chill because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to run out of shit for us to talk about half a date. But we just going on all these little text conversations. We get to the date, we just stand at each other like dumbasses. That's not, that's, that's not, that's hustling backwards. That's why people used to, like, go to the movies first and, like, give you something to talk about. But no, but going, but that niggas fucked up by going to the movies as the first date in the fuck, fuck the first place. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you mean you talking about a whole idea... The whole idea of a first date is to get to know somebody. And you're going to take me to somewhere where I can't talk to you for two hours? What type of sense does that make? That's not a first date if you ask me. That's not efficient. It's not efficient at all. Or I can do some shit where, not even, it doesn't have to be that stereotypical dinner shit. I can do some shit where we we have to talk to each other. It's competitive. I can see if you're a shit talker. I can see if you're not a shit talker. I can see if you're competitive. I can see if you're not competitive. I can find shit out about you in a flow of natural conversation and then decide, huh, will I be okay spending two hours next to this person with we can't really talk that much and then wanting to talk after that. That's why I don't like I don't like movies as first dates because it's like I have to I barely know you. I spend two hours not talking to you when I could have been spending two hours getting to know you and figuring out if there's any reason for us to go on a second date. Just my my humble opinion. Mm. But mm-hmm. <laughs> So, that was your <laughs> I had a really great birthday though, and I don't know. I think everybody's just done in my book, and I'm okay with that too. You do have a perfectly placed birthday. By the time it gets to my birthday, niggas have already flamed out. Like you know what I'm saying? Like niggas don't make it. If you make it to my birthday, you made it to Christmas, and then that's pretty much like the all star break, as far as cuffing season concerned. And no people don't make it to to, to my birthday often, so. You know, shout out to that. But my weekend. Um, Friday, 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 I didn't go to Black Home. And, and again, shout out to Black Home, but I saw the snaps of the party, and it just looked like a bunch of people just standing around. It was. It was a oversized social. And so, like, I mean, again, shout out to them, shout out to them for, like, bringing that many people. But, like, I had more fun at <coughs> Where some like Wisconsin's where it was like people were it was less people but people were actually like trying to fucking kick it again no shade to no one. Um, Saturday, Saturday. I think it's so funny that men say no. This hetero men say no shade. Listen, I'm not. I know you're not, <laughs> but I'm just saying y'all took that from gay culture. We, we took, took that it from, from black women. I was like, we, we yeah. it was like we took it from black women. <laughs> we definitely jacked I it from black women. And I don't know. Maybe the black woman ejected from the, from from the gay man. Tread light right now, okay? I'm asking. No, I'm asking. I'm saying tread light because our audience is gonna get in your ass. So you tried real cute. <laughs> what did what what controversial? I'm thing just, did I say? I'm just helping you out, sir. I'm just saying tread light. <laughs> I'm. You know, like there are certain times I know I'm saying some controversial. shit. I didn't say you. I'm just saying tread light before you get into some controversial shit. Okay, just, just tread light. I just said we took it for black women. That's all. Anyways, let's, let's, let's reel this back in here. All right. Um, I mean Saturday, you know, normal shit. Sunday I saw you at a day party. Um, one thing I kind of so I made a I did a thing as far as like I finally called my employee assistance program and set up a meeting with a therapist. Um, And I'm saying that because I think mental health and transparency is important. Um, Partly because someone, it was one of those tweets that was like, hey, brag on yourself for a little bit. What big thing did you do in 2018? I was like, fuck, I can't think of shit. I was like, well, I'm still here. You have the podcast. (laughs) But we started at 2017. Yeah, but you maintained it. And so, and so it was like, okay, I need to like, call somebody like i need to like you need to like i need a professional like me because i've i've tried to fight it myself for years and it was like and like 
it was go good and then go bad and then go good and then go bad. And about every time it go bad and I think about calling therapists, it was go good. I'm like, I don't need this shit. And it was just like a, like a fucking seesaw, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was like, all right, stop playing. Like, bro, one of, the, one of the exes, I guess, who still follows me on Twitter, like, sent me a screenshot. Like, yo, nigga, you good? I'm almost like, all right, I'm straight. You know, still don't, low-key don't want to talk to her. But, like, she's, like, showing hopefully genuine care. I'm just like, all right, like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> same, most same shit I say all the time. I'm like, I'll figure it out. Like, I'm good. I don't like talking about me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> um, and so, finally was able to make that call. Just like, look, stressed. You know, general stress. Help. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Saturday, one of um, my, 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 uh, my good friend came in town. We chopped it up. She was in town visiting her nigga, but like we chopped it up on breakfast. I'm saying they able to kind of, you know, see see where she was at in life, mentally, you know, what I'm saying physically, like just make sure she was good. You know, we kind of went back and forth as far as like some of the things that we found out. So I'm always glad. Like she's one of those people that I know I'm gonna be in her corner regardless, but she deserves it. And and I'm better at being in people's corner than I am letting people be in mine. And so it's easier for me to be, like, your biggest fan and your biggest cheerleader. But I'm real uncomfortable when someone tries to do that to me. I'm just like, chill out. Relax. Be easy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, but, I mean, that weekend wasn't, I mean, wasn't nothing too terrible to write about. I mean, same, same shit, different day. I am having an ugly sweater party for my birthday. So we, we decided that, um, trying to figure out the place, but it's going to be December 15th. So, uh, you know, a week, a week before my actual birthday, because birthday three days before Christmas, niggas going to be with their families. I ain't going to take niggas away from their families. But the weekend before, everybody should still be in town. Have an ugly sweater party. Uh, we, we have an ugly sweater party. I'm going to send out, I'm going to send out the, uh, the location once we figure that out. But, yeah. That was my weekend. All right. What you want to talk about first? I'm not surprised about your your throat hurting, to be honest. Fuck the club. I was very intentional about like not yelling last night, though. Because I I ain't gonna lie, I was like, she gonna go to the Travis Scott concert, come back, sound like a mute. (laughs) I was mute on Sunday night. It's just like a very acute, like little sting of the throat, but it's because I haven't like. Taking, it's been go since Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I also I, I fucked my toe up, and I have to like you know put make sure I don't get it infected. So there's like a band aid on my toe right now, but other than that, we're good. That sounds disgusting. Okay, so I'm tired. I know. <laughs> I take nap right here. <laughs> I take nap right here. Um. So Halloween, Halloween. Actually, I I originally fucked up my toe. Halloween, but I was so drunk I didn't realize I fucked it up till the next day. <laughs> I just was like, "Oh shit, my toe hurts." Why does my did toe? Did you dress up for Halloween this year? I did. I was Mister Rogers. I was Mister Rogers. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, "All right, my toe hurts and it's bleeding." Okay, and then I just kind of like went on about my life. I got a pedicure today, um, because you know got to keep the feet looking somewhat decent. And Shorty was it hurt more than normal, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And Shorty was like... How often do you get a pedicure? Huh? How often do you go get a pedicure? Maybe average it out to like once a month. You're supposed to once a month. 
It's like maybe once every six weeks. I don't know. It's it really, I looked down at my feet. I'm like, yeah, I need to go and just go. That's kind of how it works. Um, but it, it hurt more than normal. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, my feet are already like mad sensitive. But I'm like, and like, Shorty was like, yo, this toe, like something wrong with this toe. And she pointed up at the same toe I fucked up at Halloween. I was like, and she was like, Shorty, I'm like, oh, something is wrong with that. That's not supposed to do that. <laughs> like, it's like, man, I'm, I'll save the, the details, but just know. I, I gotta make sure it ain't, it don't, it ain't affected. Oh, and, uh, so like I like it's, it it's broken or it's just cut. It was cut. It was cut. So okay. I think it's just like you know, alcohol, rubbing alcohol, oh. oint, you know, it, tape, you know, bandaid, all that shit. But it wasn't broken. But it was just like oh, this shit, this shit hurts. Like I like, I was like I grunted. I was like she did something. I was like ow. I was like ow. And you know it's like this little this little. Asian lady just looks at me with like the biggest stale face, like, mm hmm. I'm like, I don't, I want to be like, beep, this hurts. Like, <laughs> like, I'm telling you, this hurts. Stop. Like, stop. But yeah, that's all that is. Steph, can you tell me what it means to build a man? To what? The first topic, the one you about the John, the pastor guy. John Gray could kiss my black ass. But, okay. Why can't why can't he kiss her black ass? He was on Sister Circle last sometime last week, and he was talking about his wife, and how his wife he basically said that his wife raises his children, but she's he's her biggest child. Nigga, you a whole grown ass man. What are you talking about? He wasn't being playful. No. Because he went on to explain himself. And I don't know what pissed me off more. Him basically saying that his wife has raised him and she basically got nothing in return. Or the women who are the hosts of the show who are basically co-signing what he was saying. It was a whole The whole audience was like, cheer this nigga. Like, yes. He said something and the one co-host was like, yes. I was like... No. <laughs> like so like so I watched it after you told me about it. I was like <coughs> Um and so basically he was like the right woman will be a cover for you and the wrong woman will be a lid. And so like to don't I'm going to Don't that sound stupid. Everything sounds stupid until you explain it. <laughs> yeah, so so like what he explained it was like the right woman will quote unquote like cover up kind of like the shit that you need to work on and allow you to kind of work on it and while the, the wrong person will be a lid and stop your quote unquote growth that's how he kind of explained it in in, in a way does the woman get the cover of the lid the woman gets whatever she meant to me not to him right. to him she gets nothing my question was because I saw a lot of people yeah, I was like, I, 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 cause I only saw my Instagram clip, but like my question was, cause no one can answer this for me so far, and a lot of people was like, I ain't trying to build a man, but I'm like, what does it mean to build a man? Cause I feel like the way I and some men think about what it means to quote unquote build a man, and the way women think about what it means to build a man are totally different, and I'm trying to understand because I want to understand before I speak. So, in your opinion, since you're since you are a woman in this room, what does it mean to quote unquote build a man? Hmm. Oh, his career fit in. That's fine. That's what you get for fucking with my friend. Um, 
build a man. Like, what does the, like, the media? It's not in a sense of like when you have like it's the parameters around in which we meet men and then we allow them in their lives and things that they still have to grow into, right? Mm-hmm. So whether like let's say for instance Michelle Obama was saying like when she met Barack, Barack he was like a whole individual. And I think like that's the thing, like you become well rounded without me having to help you become well rounded. When you say well rounded, like what do you like Well he could cook, he could clean or was it deeper? It's deeper than that. You can cook, you can clean, you have your job together, you know, like or even if you don't have like the dream job, you have a plan to where you wanna be in life. Like I don't have to assist you in discovering who you are. You've already started that journey on your own. That's like, I don't need to build you to be a better person because you've already seen it for yourself that you want to be a better person. Like, for instance, I'm not a perfect individual. However, I don't go around hurting people, whether intentionally or unintentionally. And I know where I fall short, so I make sure that I have enough parameters, boundaries, and actions in place that allows me to be that better individual. Like, I know I have a lot of communication skills that I work on and that's why I'm actively in therapy and I'm working on that or like I'm constantly working on my personal relationship with God I always have my goals in mind I know exactly what I want like a lot of times the way society is built up with men they don't have to be like emotional laborers in relationships they don't necessarily have to have their life figured out especially monogamy you don't like it allows simple men to still get by for the sake of like procreating but whatever and that's like the idea of like building a man up like a man usually most women when they're talking about building a man they're talking about the emotional labor of making them a well-rounded individual okay so that's so a couple things one hey winter okay (laughs) One, one, one A. Um, I think with with emotional labor, and the reason why I guess I look at it like this: I look at it as trial and error, trial and error, and mistakes. Trial and, and error by yourself. I can't. But, be but you can't trial and error in a relationship by yourself. Does that make sense? Like I can't. Yes, you can. How in a relationship? How and you I'm, don't have it, to be in a relationship to so trial like, and error. But we're talking about like learning to learning to a the not be selfish way. in a romantic relationship, right? Okay, so say for instance, like that's that's kind of like the cheap way out. Like that would be like me just taking one of the guys that I date and then just like forcing it and making it work. I don't have to experience you in the midst of a committed relationship in order to trial I'm, and error. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying committed relationship. Right? I'm talking about like we're talking about. But you have to be like responsible. When you're doing that shit like you have to communicate like i can't be in a relationship right now because i'm working on xyz let's be honest most men are not doing that because they can't even most but we also we also talk about men and like their inability to commit right and we also talk about like why like especially maybe not you but we but as as a as a whole it's like why 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 don't men want to commit why are why are they like waiting and part of that is patriarchy shit that women be playing into my god i wish they would see the light like but here's the thing. But like, so if I'm looking at it like this, if and I can't speak for every man, I don't. I I stopped trying to do that a long time ago. You know, mine. Leave these men right where they are. Let them figure it themselves. And so, you, the it's like a contradictory statement. You leave us where we are, 
cool. Understand that. Like no one is no one is required to do what they don't want to do. Except for then you get in like these situations. You're dating a guy and he's you're so different. I've never met a girl who doesn't need me. Good. You shouldn't want a partner who needs you. But but, but what that I wasn't going there. Let me bring it back to where I was going. I wasn't going there at all. Like not even. But let's be honest. Like a lot of times, y'all get in these partnerships, right? Like men are, they are. What's the word I'm looking for? This is gonna frustrate me so bad. I have sick brain. Conditioned. To be able to be needy and needed in a relationship, whereas women are conditioned to be in a relationship and be the sole provider of nurturing. And that tends to, like, when you have relationships like that, they're not equally yoked. Most monogamous relationships with cis-hetero people are not equally yoked. One partner is doing more than the other. And while we like to say it's not, it's typically more women are doing more to maintain relationships with men or or we're socially conditioned to accept men while they go on this journey. Like whether it be like something as simple as cheating, it's more acceptable for a man to like be this one that's cheating. It's even more acceptable for a man to date multiple people and spend his 20s like sowing his wild oats. While if a woman does the same thing, she's called a hoe or a gold digger, or whatever, insert whatever statement, because it's not seen as equal as the fact that why, like, women are conditioned to get married from a very young age. You're conditioned to grow up thinking that your partner is a prize. That's not a partnership. And that's how, like, women go into their adulthood when they seek these people out who are going to be their their husbands or the father of their children. Whereas it's not the same by any means for men. So that's why women are taking like on these projects and trying to make them out of something. Why do you as a woman, and I'm really sorry that I'm the way I'm positioning this because it does victim shame in the sense that when it's, I want to, want to be very clear that I recognize that this is a societal conditioning. But at the same time, when you have one gender that doesn't do enough to really change it, you as the gender who is cognitive enough to realize the pattern, you have to break yourself out of that. So that's why, like, you know, a couple of, like we've gone back and forth on this. I said I'm done having these conversations with men because that's not, like, my targeted audience. So I would rather have this conversation of back and forth with women. You have to get yourself out of these situations. You, you're not responsible for making these men whole individuals. You're not responsible for feeling broken once you're, like, 20 years into your marriage and realize that you sacrificed X, Y, and Z of your life just to say that you had a man in your life and you had two kids with him. For what? Like, that's, like, women literally are draining the fuck out of themselves and then dying on top of it just to say I had a man. That shit's nuts to me. Okay. That wasn't a point. That's really, like, I think I'm more frustrated, like, Like, women keep wanting to have, like, these back and forths in the sense of, like, trying to change the mindset of men when you could literally, if you just show up and you make yourself that whole individual, once you do that, people have no option but to show up and be the same to you. That's why, I don't know, that's why, that's why I literally date men and they'll be like, you're intimidating. Like, no, the fuck I'm not. You just can't show up and, like, meet me where I am. Because I'm, I, while I'm not the best version of myself, I'm always getting better. And that leaves a little space for you to interject whatever your thoughts you have on me. And I wish more women would have, like, that working mindset. And a lot of, like, in all honesty, a lot of women don't because they've been so conditioned to think that 
there's like to accept the bare minimum. That's nuts to me. My not counter because it was part of it. It was like don't ver- like allow people to go into commitment at their own pace. So a lot of a lot of the counter is is like why are men fair afraid of commitment? But also, you want somebody who's fully... I don't think men are afraid... Sorry. I don't think men are afraid of commitment as much as they get the space to explore it longer. I'm talking... So, I'm talking like this, right? And so, let me and let me, let me me kind of flesh this out. Because it's like, at one point, at one, one side of things, like, hey, I don't want to build this man. I, don't, I want a man that's fully rounded and, and, a, and a fully prepared person when I meet him. I don't want to have to kind of bring him into that point and then for, just for him to like be that fully prepared person for the next person granted fair point fair and valid but that can't also go into the the the, 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 the women like why are why are men afraid of commitment part of that is and for not for every man but part of it is like a lot of men know there's a reason men don't want to get in commitment until they're like fully prepared in their jobs and careers, for example, like like versus, quote unquote, some women some women want to build. Women's like no, like I want to be able to be fully prepared and fully satisfied and fully stable in my career before I fully go out there and find a find a wife, so to speak. That's that disconnect to me. It's like because those two sides are contradictory. You can't say I'm tired of building these niggas up and then also get mad at a nigga not wanting to commit until he's built up himself. God damn. And so. We talk about, and that's why I think the agreement, and that's why I kind of, I agree with, I agree with, I agree with you, Stephanie, on that point of it. It's like, you elite, you got to let people stop projecting what you think they could be and, that, un- like, and understand what they are now. You know what the reality is? Like women are conditioned to date potential and then they, they don't, is it okay? No, that's that's great. I'm trying to form my words right oh, now. Oh, no, like, I think women are very conditioned to date potential. So even when they see, like, other women who refuse or reject that that conditioning. There's a good type of potential and a bad type of potential, in my opinion. Let's be real. Women are conditioned to date that bad type of potential. The, the, for the people listening to find a bad type of potential. There's a difference between a man who's aimlessly out here just wandering life and then there's a man who's goal oriented. You, the difference is the action behind it. Right. You know when you're dating somebody who's putting action behind the things that they want out of life, versus you're dating a man who says, "I want this and I'm trying to get it," but they're not doing anything. That's there's there lies the difference. Okay. And at that point, I I honestly don't call that potential anymore because you're doing it. But once you start dating somebody who says, "I have this grand dose." plan and they're not doing anything to execute it you're going based off of this idea that he's building for you once you start accepting an idea instead of the reality of what is happening in front of you you're ignoring red flags and that's why we have so many women who are like in their mid to late 40s going in their 50s being like well what the fuck did i do with my life because you did everything and a lot of times these men do end up making it out because you know what happens women literally sacrifice all their dreams and they become the the backbone to men so they have the space to become everything and part of it and part of it is is part of it is they want to make good on their investment and so a lot of it is a lot of it stop investing in these damn men 
stuff. I almost, almost say almost almost all lives matter to shit, but like there's a right man and a wrong man to invest into. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to. I know you're trying. I'm just saying. You have to position yourself. See, here's the thing. Like, I think you can recognize that I'm not having this conversation like necessarily with you as much as like I'm really trying to stress it to other women. Like, you know, there's so many like. Like, we've been so conditioned to ignore our intuition. It's, we're at a point now where, like, it's kind of dumb to still do that. You some, can't some, ignore it. Intuition, like, I don't want to go too far off topic, but sometimes your intuition just be wrong. Like, also. Like, but that's a, that's a different topic for a different episode. But I look at it like this, and I think a couple things. One, you know, there's a level of discernment that needs to be had. And I think that that level of discernment would be found out in the initial quote unquote dating phases if we if we were ma- made it more acceptable to have those dating phases without titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not I'm like I I'm the type of person like go investigate, go explore. Explore. But like but we also like is it happened with me in my situation? I'm sure it's happened with you and yours. I'm sure it's happened with everyone else. Like you were around someone for so long, they start they start asking like, so when y'all just gonna make it official, nigga? There's a reason why we're not official. But that's why, like, I'm very like I'll talk with my close friends, but I don't just. I used to parade everybody that I, I don't do that anymore because it'd be, it be my it'd be her, my close it'd be my not more it, so it is your it's like your like, close mm-hmm, friends. Like, I'm like no, there's but a reason we're doing this. The good thing is like when you say it to your close friends though, you have the opportunity to be like that's. Not not what this is but if you can't if you feel like you have friends around you and they're pressuring you with their beliefs and you feel like as an individual you can't stand up and say to your friends like that's not what this is not only do you need to reflect your dating situations you need to now reflect your friendships because there's there's a disconnect there as well that you need to address and so and and i also think that you mentioned Women need to have this talk with women. And I also think men need to have talks with men. I don't. I feel like men and women, when we talk about improving each other, so to speak, it never gets past the surface level when it's an intra, intergender conversation. Mm-hmm. Because it's all, it's all, it almost always delves into some sort of passive aggressiveness or arguing or bickering or anything like that. I do think that, like... Just like I don't think I can teach any woman how to be a real woman. I can't teach I can't teach a woman about femininity. I can't teach a woman about how to be how to own her femininity or own her sexuality, like move through life like that. I don't think a woman can properly teach a man how to do that. I think men have that conversation with men. And I think because and this is not no oh he man woman hater shit. It's it's just it's ex, it's expert status. Like we need if and you said this a bunch of times. Like as far as like. When it comes to these topics, it's like niggas got men got to have kind of have to talk with men as far as like okay, what can we do better? What can we improve on? What are we doing well? What aren't we doing well? And I think that, and a shout to my brother Trip, I think that's that's the key because you try to have these conversations <laughs> as far as like what can men do to improve or what can women do to improve between a man and a woman or groups of men and groups of women, it never gets past surface level because it always devolves into a defensive argument versus a constructive conversation. And so that's what you say kind of triggered that. There are good potential and bad potential. I think and a lot of people get burned by the bad potential. So then they're like, fuck 
everybody, potential. yeah. And it's it's like throwing out the baby with the bathwater. But it, that's why, like, for me, I'm like, there's a difference between an executed executed plan. I don't know what word I said before. Like executed plan and potential. Like I think keep like the idea of what potential is because that's what people know, right? Mm-hmm. So keep that there. But then like start to use a different phrase so you can differentiate the two when you're in these dating situations. Right. And I think and I think that will if it's done properly, will curtail the unneeded expense of like um, your your phrase emotional labor, mm-hmm. right? Because if because if you if you understand from the beginning what what it is and what it ain't, you're not going to eventually feel like that person done robbed you of so much because be, he never had the opportunity, be, and because you knew not to give it to him. Mm-hmm. And I and and then it's a it's a cycle because then you won't feel so played that the next person comes into your life and you're like, oh fuck this shit. Like, like you're, you're all your defenses are all, up. All your defenses are up because you don't felt you felt robbed by the last nigga when you should have paid more attention. And not got robbed by that nigga in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and and I, I, it's not victim shaming. It's the same with men though. Men, yeah. men get in these situations. Like we always make the haha joke, but like it'll literally be like a nigga got played by his high school girlfriend, and he literally goes through a slew of women with that same high, like mindset of what somebody did or the ending of something yeah. when he was twelve. And, and and so and it's like <coughs> or even something like you talk about like how how niggas are fearful quote unquote of gold diggers right in quotation marks but it's more so it's like that same mindset of like there's signs there's signs that a woman's with you and there's a sign that a woman's just with you because of what you can do for her mm-hmm. there's signs but because it becomes it comes packaging a fat ass or becomes packaging what you like you ignore but then right. that's crazy like the thing though. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. The way society has, like, made it for men is, like, it's really much harder for men to differentiate that, which I, that whole thing of, I think, gold digging is stupid because it, that's dumb. It's a falsified, we won't get into that. That's not the point right now. Just oh, know that gold digging is not a thing. The way society is built, it can't. It's not. It's literally I not. Out there. I'm and not I'm going to say prevalent, but. I'm going to say this, and the reason I don't believe gold digging is thing is because how society has built it where we have been, cis-hetero relationships are built so much on these gender roles of nurture versus uh, nature. So when you have these alpha male, quote-unquote alpha males, who are very like, I provide, but they never had to be like, I provide, but I'm also a nurturing individual who shows up emotionally, right? Because you told us all we needed was money. Because but, not you. No, I'm, but I'm saying, but but we have to have, like, when these men are having these intragender relations or intragender conversations, there has to be the reality check that this is a society that men have built and sustained. And I say that all the time, but that has to be a part of the conversation or we're not going to get anywhere because you can't dismantle something that you're not recognizing. And we we tell this all the time, like, everyone... It's okay with a part of patriarchy. Yeah, everyone's okay with a part when of it. it's beneficial when to it's, you. When it's beneficial to when it's beneficial to them, like everyone. And I think like men, everyone's okay with a part of it. It's just like niggas aren't okay with the parts that don't don't benefit. If to every them. man had access to the money, no man would feel any means between about a woman who only dates them for money, right? So it was like that's why monogamy is most beneficial to 
monogamy is beneficial to a poor man, right? So the way society is built is like, you, yeah. like uh, but, 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 I'm not going to cut you off. I just look at it as like, if, even if we're talking like the stereotypical like 50-50 split after, after a divorce, right? We're talking about like, it's a difference between if I have 100 million and I got to get 50 million to you. Versus if I have a hundred dollars, I'm not going to get If you all had access to funds, you wouldn't care. But that, 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 to me, that doesn't equal monogamy is more beneficial for Monogamy is more beneficial. Not saying, well, monogamy is more beneficial to men, one. But out sub, monogamy is beneficial to the poor man. Because when you are built everything in the sense of monogamy, right? So even if. Because women are so conditioned that you're supposed to get married and you need to find someone to have kids. And then add on top of that, women's ability to carry children comes with a hard stop at some point, right? Biological clock. Right. So women, at some point, like that glass ceiling kicks in and you settle. So that's why monogamy is beneficial to men. Now, if we lived in like, if we had an actual polygamous society... The only men that would be dating are rich men. And so the reason, okay, here's my viewpoint. And it's, monog- monogamy is not beneficial for the poor man unless a poor man can finesse his way into an actual relationship. Men can finesse their way into relationships every day, B. I'm, I'm not arguing that. Just like I know can, you're not. Just, know like women you're can, not. just like women can finesse their way into having sex every day if they wanted to. It's, it's like... <laughs> Like it's like each one but of us it, could have had no, something. like you we were talking about these intergen like this is a part of the conversation that has to be had and like men have to recognize this. If monogamy wasn't made to be the standard due to Christianity, if we're all being real, then a lot of men would be out here, ooh child, I oof, the way y'all are violent out in these streets, we do not even need to venture into that. But if women translate to wealth more willingly than you find all women, only the rich guys then like a sultan. Yeah. And it's because 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 instead then, of instead of there being a limited amount of rich niggas, then then women could just split the rich niggas equally yeah. amongst themselves. And then on top of that, like you mean to tell me I got a sister wife who's going to help me like take care of the household as well? Nigga, please. And I, I take I share all the men's. And I, and all and all I got to do is just share you. What? I wouldn't even think twice. I'm like, whatever, I guess. But your but ego comes into play. And and not, may, again, we're having this conversation more to general public than with me and you cuz I know how you think. But ego comes into play. If 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 honestly the ego will f- fucks women up more than anything else because because like it's like that it's like a competition. And whether and, and as far as like oh I'll take your There's man, also bitch. the like, conflation. <laughs> There's a conflation between both genders where we conflate love and control slash ownership. Um, like, take for instance, like Diddy's uh, Kim Porter passing. Rest in peace, Kim Porter. Mm-hmm. Also, rest in peace, Stanley. I forgot to say that on last week episode. Rest in peace, Stanley. Kim Porter passes away. Diddy says, "You're my soulmate," mm-hmm. and people go, "Oh my God!" And Cassie put up with that for twelve years. First of all, you don't know what Cassie did or did not put up with. Facts. Second of all, just because just because a love ends in a romantic sense, just because a relationship ends in a romantic sense doesn't mean that love stopped there too. Right. That is the mother of his child. Multiple children. Multiple children. Diddy has always had 
a copacetic relationship between all the mothers of his children. Right. So why, when he passes away, would he not? I'm sure if Misa were to pass away, he would still say that. If Cassie were to pass away, he would still call her a soulmate. And then y'all conflate like this idea of what a soulmate is to be because you think that there is just this one person in your life for the rest of your life, and that is it. And even if we like, people don't even realize that once they break up with people, they still attach this idea of ownership to that person. Because it'd be, they the, same, it'd be the same women who think, like, oh, my God, how did Cassie dip, put up with that for 10 years? Be the same woman who, like, uh, when 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 him and Cassie broke up, like, Cassie better get a check or some because they thought she wasted her time. But who's to say time was like, that's the thing is, like, experiencing people is not a waste of time. It's just that. And if more people could view it as that, they would the, the ease of somebody leaving your life would be so much easier, better for you. Yeah. It's hard to position. It's more difficult. To position like if you're new positioning yourself as just kind of like hey i'm just experiencing people like i'm just dating uh, people like and most women dating. don't just date though yeah or even like women who like these mm, what's the word i'm like new age new age women even when they do come across a woman who is like a dater they still have a bias set to them because they're so conditioned to think that that's how it's supposed to be and it's not like, most women cannot admit that it's to themselves that it's okay to just experience. Like, they don't give themselves that permission to just experience people because you're so conditioned to think, like, I have to get married and I have to, I have, to have children. Which, and you can do all of that, but it doesn't have to be set to some timeline that you, these parameters in this timeline that you build yourself around. The only thing that has to be set to parameters is children, and that's because it's a biological thing more than anything else. Not with as many options. Because I, listen, Gabrielle Union having that, I was like, oh my God, could I just, like, honestly, I remember, I, was, I used to say that, like, in middle school, I was like, I don't ever, like, my best friend can attest to this. In middle school, I used to be like, I don't want to get pregnant. I would love to just have a surrogate. And I, like, you know, I, like, who I am now as an adult, I used to say these things as a kid, but as a kid, it didn't register as much as it is now. Like, I used to be like, I don't want to get married as a kid. Like, and now, like, as an adult, I'm always, like. You was always a little reckless little mother. I think now I'm like, I am getting, like, I remember very straight. Like, I had a conversation with my mom when I was younger. I was like, uh, like, I will never just have a career. Because she used to always, I'm like, mom, I'm not a person who have a career. And it's so crazy how, like society builds us into these ideas that we're supposed to have and a bigger part of like becoming a well-rounded adult is returning to your like people will tell you this in spirituality like a lot is returning to your child who were you as a child right because that's who you were before the world fucked before you the up. world fucked you over and i think like as i'm like forming into this new year of life mm -hmm. i'm finally at that place where i'm returning to the things that i used to say as a kid and i'm like unlearning how the world fucked me up and I'm finally like at this place of freedom where I don't have these parameters around myself so it is easy for me to be like alright like I'm just dating or I'm giving myself the space to pick this career up put this down figure this out make this mistake learn from this here and to be honest a lot of people don't ever get to experience that until they're in their 50s and they regret it. Cut. I mean... I'm glad I just woke up when I did. Because like, I feel like I know what you're talking about. It's just like, just getting back to, to the basics of what, you know... Yeah. Wow. It's a lot of it. A lot of it is... 
we talk about we feel the need to perform, right? And so we talked about this like the whole like social media has kind of made this more of an aggressive thing, but keep it up with the Joneses. And as far as like, oh, person X is doing this for doing really well. I got to do this. I got to do that. And so because we feel the need to like keep up with these people that we see, whether it's in our neighborhoods, in our work life or on social media, we then in turn don't want to make mistakes or mm-hmm. don't because we feel like, damn, if I try some shit and it don't, and it don't work, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck now? Like, now I got to do X and Y and Z to get back to that point. And, <coughs> and we are, and we are as a people, while you continue to cough up your lungs, we are as a people are, con- are constantly conservative. Even the most liberal politic minded people are very conservative when it comes to their own life and the risks that they're willing to take and the chances that they're willing to take because because you know we all we don't know if this is the only life we got or not you know what i mean like like no one has ever come back with certainty what happens after we're gone and so because a lot of people this is the only life we got we want to make the most of it and don't want to do something to fuck it up but that's just my i agree with you but i guess because i've i've released that idea like there's nothing I can do in this lifetime that is going to be an ultimate regret of it because there's like a certain aspect of peace with not knowing and not having everything figured out that I've been able to come through to and I'm like ultra grateful for that. So is it like because you know that you you know how to evolve yourself or that you will continue to evolve. Yeah. yeah. That even if I everything made like not, that quote, like, like a couple of weeks ago when we were having that conversation about blessings. And I was like, I, I view blessings as like an abstract, everything outside of that. Like there's that responsibility. Like I have the responsibility of my actions. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you have an abstract idea outlook on like what a blessing is or like, like people in your life or whatever, when you have like, when you know, every action of your life is kind of that responsibility of yourself. You start navigating life differently. So you make yourself show up as like this fully whole individual that is like Mm -hmm. filled with boundaries or even you allow your space to yourself space to make mistakes because you know, like the blessing will still be there and the journey doesn't end just because you did this one thing and people are just for experience so if it doesn't work out with this one there's always going to be more people 7 billion people in this world and you think you can't meet another person just as great as the last one if a relationship don't doesn't work out you look at that last person you say what did you do for me that made me happy and if i can figure that happiness out with you who why would i design myself the the idea that i can't find that happiness with somebody else that does that doesn't do this thing that you did to me so it makes it like I know we kind of like went off, but to bring it back, like when people are experiencing it, you don't need to build anyone because the idea like the only time you feel like you have to build somebody is when you think you, there's a limit to amount of people that you can have. So there's no need to build anyone, no matter you're a woman or a man and whatever your your sexual orientation is, because there isn't a living of people as much as there are. There's an unlimited amount of people that you can experience. So if you come in contact with somebody and they're not doing enough for you, go ahead and let them go. Free them into the universe. Who they are to another person is not necessarily who they were to you. And go find another person who doesn't do that thing. Allow your space to even experience people so you know what are those things that you don't like. 
And so so part of it is like, um, and in like football they call it positional scarcity. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know how like in the Price Is Right during the showcase, they had the wheel mm-hmm. where it was like you would spin it and like if you got a dollar on a mark, you would get like extra prize. But if you went over, you you're, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. We think like that. With, all the time, with, all the time, especially with relationships, mm-hmm. where it's like this person is eighty five percent of 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 what of my dream person. Now, do I go back and spin and and, and try to find that other fifteen percent and risk crapping out, or am I cool with this eighty five percent and just and just gonna play it safe? Key to life, you should never be cool with eighty five percent. And so that's. That's the position of scarcity. It's like, well, I have 85%. Like, and and my thing is, it depends on what the quote-unquote 15% is. Because I think there's, 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 there's deal breakers and then there's like, I can get over that. But I feel like if we're talking like 85% and we, like we're differentiating deal breakers versus compromise, then those deal breakers wouldn't, like that 15% isn't going to have those compromise in there because that would already be in the 85% that you discovered through them. Um, and maybe that's where we read into 85% because I read it as like 85% hit like check marked and then there's 50% that's not check marked. The question is it's like out of wh- what is their relationship to that check mark is it like damn I can't live with you doing X or damn I prefer it if you didn't do X but I can get over that because of compromise i think deal breakers are deal breakers if if don't like deal breakers are deal breakers for a reason and there's a difference between deal breakers and compromise things i think people should compromise i don't think they should like renege off their deal breakers Mm -mm. your boundaries are yours and we have just made history here on the shoot your shot podcast folks shut up (laughs) don't ruin it i'm not i'm don't ruin it this is, this is the episode releasing <coughs> on Black Friday. While Steph continues to do the flu game, sickness, shit. Also, fuck capitalism. The reason, and we're going to sign on to this because, like, you know, we got to wrap up here soon. Fuck capitalism. Because it used to be Black Friday. You used to you would wake up 5 a.m. in the morning and go to the mall with your family. Now, these motherfuckers aren't even closing on Thanksgiving. Like, I saw shit that was open as early. I think it might have been, like, 5 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Like, nigga, that's dinner time. Like five, because it used to be, it used to be like okay, Black Friday. It used to be Black Friday like nine a.m. and then it was like Black Friday six a.m. and then it was like midnight on Thursday. And I, and midnight on Thursday was like okay, because like by the time midnight, you probably got tired of your family a little bit. You know, you ate good, the got for napping, mm-hmm. cool. And that nigga five p.m. Some niggas ain't even having dinner. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful, and it, and it's because it's, it's and and it's now it used to be an optional thing. Like you can choose to work this day if you want to. Now it's mostly mandatory. Like nigga, if you don't work this day, you're fired. And yes, like because we, because because of this thing, like oh, it's the biggest retail holiday. We need all hands on deck. Nigga, it's still a fucking holiday, my nigga. Like, let people be with their fucking families. <laughs> like I don't. I don't know how else to say that more eloquently than, like, let people be with their fucking families unless they choose not to. Like, there's some people who choose to work because they may not have a stable family home or they may get tired of their family or they may n- really, really need the extra money. Let them work. Cool. I'm okay with that. 
but forcing people to like have their dinner at one o'clock in the fucking afternoon because they got to be at fucking Walmart at 5 p.m. to deal with other ungrateful sons of bitches who want to ruin people's fucking holidays because they got to get the new fucking TV <laughs> figuring they can just buy them online on Monday from the comfort of their own fucking home. <sighs> I'm sorry. No, you're totally fine. Stay, stay at home with your fucking families, man. Like, leave, like, goddamn. <laughs> so I have to start looking for a job again because my creative projects are like, they just require more time out of me, especially with the new schedule of everything. <sighs> You've been looking for a job like for all year, and I, I hope have. you get it. But I feel like I'm in a better space of receiving right now than I have been the rest of the year. And I think a bigger part of me was like regretting this year being like, like a woe. I was definitely woe is me. Mm-hmm. for a bigger part this year but i'm so grateful that i'm closing out this year with a different mindset because like as long as it took these last like two months of the year are very for me to be more like so not sowing but like reaping my reaping reaping the benefits that you that you that you've worked hard for yeah and i didn't think that i was sowing anything this year but i actually was and now I get, like, there are benefits that I know I was manifesting. And a lot of them have been years in the making. And I'm just, like, ultra grateful right now. Like, And I think part of that, uh, part of that reason was because of your woe-is-me attitude, right? Like, when you, get in, when you get to that point where you feel like everything is going against you, your own narrative, you try to fit everything into that narrative that you created. Mm-hmm. And you ignore the things that actually are, because, like, it doesn't fit. Like, you know, one of those things where it's, like, it's corny, but it's, like, when you're, like, man, I've had a really bad day, and then someone comes in, like, at least th- you, you're you alive, and at least you, and you're, like, in your mindset, you're like, fuck you, I don't want to hear but about that. But the opposite that. of but that, like, a lot of the things that were unearthed as far as, like, the emotional things that I had to go through, I needed this, like, ebb to my flow because if I didn't experience this year and actually allow these things to surface and actually deal with them like I have been this year, I wouldn't be able. Because you would, because of those things. I, they would still carry on, and I wouldn't even be able to see through to the blessings that I have now. Because it's kind of, all right, so it's like those things eventually needed to be dealt with regardless. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like driving around with the check engine light on. Eventually going to need to check that shit. So like you can would, ignore it for a little bit. but I would rather this. I'm grateful that this year went how it did. Because now it puts me in a space to take in on so much more for the next year. Versus if it versus if you were able to kind of finesse your way through it without actually addressing. You, the issue. I would have never like. There's certain things that like, especially with my finances, I needed this year. So when these new opportunities are coming and the ability to like experience them, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to know what to do with that new opportunity if I didn't go through this year how it exactly how it went. And I remember last week we were talking about like. When people like experience those lows or whatever, like why would God do that? You have to be able to see the lesson in that. Like as hard as it is, you have to like is that duality of like yes, God will bless you and yes, God will bring you to a lesson. But we've always heard like if He brings you to it, He'll bring you through that. The other part of that is like you have to be able to recognize how your actions got you to where they are. And there are certain things that I did and I could have done differently, but. The way I experienced this year, it allowed me to step back from the mistakes that I have made mm-hmm. and fix them. Right. And while I was going through the midst of them, it felt like everything was happening to me. But the reality is a lot of what happened to me, I put myself in that position. Got it. Got it. I mean, yeah. 
God will definitely allow you to learn the same lesson twice if you ain't if you ain't pick up on it the first time. And a lot of times, <coughs> if we're bringing it into relationships, God will allow you to date the same people in different bodies. If Over you until you decide to react to it. Until you, until you learn until you learn your lesson from it. It's shitty, but I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, eventually you're going to have to learn how to like manage that mm-hmm. that's why i don't ask god for patience because god will put you through some shit to be patient on mm-hmm. if, if you ask him for patience i don't ask god for patience no more i learned that the hard way because <laughs> god will be like oh you want you want you want patience huh, huh, huh. be patient for this shit huh and and i'm like eh, nah fam I ain't, <laughs> i'm good and but, also i don't think if i didn't experience life how i would still be like extremely good with highs extremely terrible flows and not realizing that it happens. Like, they both happen. They can happen at the same time or they can happen at different times. But, like, it, 2018 did what it had to do so 2019 could do what it got, it's going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's very you much my outlook real right city now. city girls right there. I'm just like, <laughs> where the fuck did JT come from? But that's literally, like, the things that are about to take place in my life, like, it's just... It's more than my imagination knew, but I'm finally in a place where I can do it. And I'm super grateful. All right. Well, I ain't got you got my, something else to say. I ain't got no. December 2nd will be the next um, live show for for Save Yourself podcast. It's at Conscious Kitchen. Um, brunch starts at starts serving at 12. It is mimosas. I'm not going to give you a price on those because y'all not going to tell me I told you one thing. Um, but you'll be able, I'll post it to my Instagram so you know. But December 2nd, brunch starts at 12. Uh, discussion starts at 1 and it goes until 3. Uh, Calvin and I will have the live show coming up. We'll give you the details on those as soon as we flesh everything out with Steven. If you guys are listening to the podcast, make sure that you screenshot it and put it in your Instagram story. Use our hashtag as well as the hashtag pod in. That's it for me. Um, as always, uh, hope by the time you listen to this, hope you guys had a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Um, too too many people have died over the holidays in the past years. Where like every every year, I'd wake up on Black Friday or I wake up, you know, what I'm saying on New Year's Day or Christmas, and and somebody got shot over some over some stupid shit. Um, so, so make sure you guys are safe, um, first with this Thanksgiving and Black Friday, continue to show love to people. Um, this world, this world already has enough hate. We don't need, you know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't need to add to it. Um, and that is all for me. Shout out to Stephanie. Shout out to Gil. Shout out to everyone who listens. We appreciate you. We are thankful for you. Signing off. Goodbye and good luck. Second shift production. Two hundred bands when I walk through. I double back when I start.